Do you want to start, Gray? Because this is it's kind of more your idea than mine. I don't want to take responsibility. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say I don't want to take all the credit, but... <laughs> If it goes well, I will take all the credit. If it goes poorly, I I don't want to take any of the responsibility. First, Merry Christmas, Brady. Merry Christmas to you. Do you know something just occurred to me just then? Yeah. Do you remember a while ago I told you about a dream I had where you were crushed underneath a Christmas tree and died in Harrods? Yes. Grey right now is sitting in my lounge room. God damn it. He is sitting underneath my Christmas tree, which is not insubstantial, and which I might point out we've been having a few issues with it standing upright. And if that was to fall right now, I mean, that would fall on you. It would hit you. I don't think you'd die, but... I mean, is that angel atop made of metal or is it made of cloth? That's the most dangerous part of it. Cloth. Okay. All right. I feel I feel reasonably safe then. But thank you, Brady. Before, like, we're here, we're in person together. I always find it weird and uncomfortable. And thank you for immediately bringing up the idea that your tree might fall on me during the recording. That's That definitely makes this a smoother, easier process. <laughs> just, just one second. I'm just going to get my phone because if it does fall, I want to make sure I get a picture. Okay, good. So let's explain this idea that kind of has evolved between the two of us over time. Well, I didn't really have an idea. I just had a phrase in mind which I sent to you. And the phrase was the 12 days of Hello Internet. Right. I didn't really have any idea what to do with it, but I found myself captivated by the idea that Hello Internet, it's a somewhat irregular show. Yes, yes. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's a little bit random in its appearance. And I like the idea that for Christmas this year, there could be 12 regular days of little bite-sized Hello Internets. So we couldn't possibly do 12 shows in a row because that's basically an entire year's worth of Hello Internet. (laughs) But I thought, is there something that we can do where, as a Christmas present to you listeners, you know that you're going to get a little bit of Hello Internet for the 12 days of Christmas. It's 12 days of Hello Internet. Nice. So... A lot of people seem to think the 12 days of Christmas leads up to Christmas Day, but this is no. a common misconception. <laughs> yeah. Common misconception. In fact, it's what it's the famous common, <laughs> common misconception. It's so famous for being wrong. I'm not sure that there's anyone that actually has the misconception anymore. Well, uh, also, I think it's entirely the fault of advent calendars, right? Where you yes. like advent calendars count down to Christmas and yeah, 12 days of Christmas. I feel like I'm suddenly realizing I should know much more about those 12 days mm-hmm. had I but paid more attention in my Sunday school classes. But it's not a Christian thing, is it? The 12 days of Christmas. You wouldn't learn that in Sunday school. I don't, well, now I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't remember. No. I'm, sure, I'm sure I remember everything that happened in those classes. But uh, yeah, I just know that they exist and I know that they actually start on Christmas and then go from Christmas. Yeah. So you are listening to us now on Christmas Day. And this is going to be the first of 12 little Hello Internet minisodes. What do we have to talk about on these minisodes, Brady? Well, this is where I came in, because mm-hmm. it was my job to engineer something to go with your title. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought we should resurrect the post box, which mm-hmm. we did. And we have had people send in Christmas cards to us. And I told the people, this was your big chance, because obviously Gray's been on Project Cyclops. He's been mm-hmm. off the Twitter. He's been off the Reddit. He's been 
hard man to contact if you want to suggest ideas to him. So I said, if you send in a Christmas card, this is a chance. Gray may read it, I may read it, and we may discuss your question, your topic. We may discuss your card here on the show. So we've been to the post box just an hour or so ago, mm-hmm. picked up a big batch of cards. We've been opening them for a little while now here with steak knives and things like that. We've been cutting them open and looking at them. <laughs> Brady doesn't own letter openers. I, d- I didn't have a letter opener, no. And we're going to chat about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. we're going to work our way through the pile of questions. Yeah. And it's been very nice, I have to say, opening up and getting all the Christmas cards. As it might not be a surprise, I'm not a person who really likes getting Christmas cards. And for some reason this year, more than other years, I've been dodging people trying to trap me into the tit-for-tat game of... Let's start Christmas cards with each other. I don't know. This year has been a bad year where people are like, hey, can I get your address for Christmas? And I'm like, we don't need to do this. Right? No. It's like, it's okay. We're friends. Yeah. We don't need to get trapped in this forever. Yeah. But I have to say, it's very nice getting all these Christmas cards that are addressed to the both of us for Hello Internet and reading the nice things that people say and seeing the great cards. And as always, everybody's very funny. Like people put little jokes in it and some of them are very sweet. and. We have a pile of questions, and we're going to sort of just grab some and talk about the Christmas cards. What's been your criteria as you opened each card and you looked at it? What decided whether or not it went into the big red bin of doom to your right or the pile of hope to your left? Because people could take this as advice for future years as well if they want to make it onto the pile of hope. Mm. What gets you in the bin? It is harder to write an interesting question than I think people think because i also deal with this with like q a videos where people ask questions and it's like how do you come up with an interesting question and the christmas cards are the same thing and it's hard to say what a good question is because you just know a good question when you see it but a bad question the only really hard rule i have is questions that are asking for what's your favorite or what's your least favorite are usually very hard questions to answer yeah because they seem like they should be very easy but they actually aren't and if anyone is ever writing a question i would suggest avoiding that of saying like what is your favorite thing in this category or what is your least favorite thing in this category because it's either just going to be like a quick answer there's not much discussion or you get kind of stuck in your head thinking oh there's a bunch of books i like what's my favorite book then you get stuck being like on the record with what your favorite book is and it ends up in like the Wikipedia is like, oh, this is this person's favorite book, right? It's like, so those I would say are bad questions. Yeah. Do you have any advice having looked through a bunch of these? I mean, you know, things like making your handwriting legible and not, oh, and not, not having too much text, things like that. A piece of niche advice mm-hmm. would be you have to remember like well over half of these will be opened by me. Gray has been opening and doing some of the vetting, but I'm I'm doing more of the vetting because mm-hmm. I got some of them earlier. Putting in your question things that are going to like bruise my ego <laughs> is not wise. So saying, here's my question, and I really, to be honest, I, what I really want to know is what Gray thinks about this. Mm-hmm. If someone says that, like <laughs> the chances of that going in the red bin increase astronomically (laughs) so like even if you don't care what brady thinks at least like make him feel like part of it like i really want to know what 
your favorite video game is. Okay, I don't play video games. That's fine. Gray does. But at right. least make me feel like I was part of the conversations. <laughs> I know we did couch this as your chance to get access to Gray. So don't feel bad if you wrote right. in your card, I want to know what Gray thinks about X, Y, or Z. But do know you probably ended up in the bin because of it. <laughs> Brady is the filter for all things physical, right? So if, any, if anything ever comes up that's physical, Brady is totally the filter. But yeah. I've as, as you were talking, I just realized there were a couple that it didn't even fully register but i opened the card and it was like i have a sports ball question for brady and i was like oh whatever boom that seems like a boring question sports ball who wants to hear a question about sports ball nobody works works, <laughs> works both ways i saw a card that said I've got a question and I really want to hear Gray's answer to this. And then it was all these complicated sports things that you would know nothing mm-hmm. about. And I was like, God, <laughs> not, this is a double failure. You've asked a question that I was the one who should answer it and you've asked the wrong dude. Anyway, let's get into this pile because there's quite a big pile in front of us. Yeah. We've only got 12 minisodes in which to get through some of them. Um, yeah, there are, I think, far more cards than we can get through in mini episodes. So we need to get started. Who's going to go first? You, want, you, you pull one out I'm first. going to randomly grab a card. All right, what do you got? Would you say that's hot chocolate or would you say that's beer on the front there? I think that is a big stein of beer uh-huh. with goggly with eyes. With goggly eyes and a mustache. Yeah. What's in there? What does it say? Oh, there's five pounds in here, Brady. There's a five pound note in there. There's a five. Okay, this is an excellent start for getting your card recognized. (laughs) Putting money in the car. (laughs) It feels like I've just gotten a card from grandma, right? Yeah. Like, oh, have five pounds. Read some of it for us. What's going on? To Brady and Gray, Merry Christmas. There isn't a Star Wars movie for you to review this year, which is also how we were thinking about what are we going to do for Christmas. So perfect. So please rank the 10 Star Wars films instead. My aunts always send me money in the Christmas card. So I felt the need to do the same for you. (laughs) Don't spend it all at once. Thanks. Mike in Wokingham. So it's like family tradition. My grandma used to always send me $10 from Tasmania Mm -hmm. for my birthday or Christmas. And that was the only time I would ever see a $10 note. And Mm -hmm. that caused me so much excitement, like money in a card. Mm-hmm. I mean, even you, there was a look of delight on yeah, your face. I, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because it is. It feels like something from grandma. Yeah. I also enjoy that the note on one side, the queen, she has a speech bubble that has been added to her where she says swamp hen. And on the back, Winston Churchill is saying rice rats. So it's been defaced. <laughs> it has been defaced, but I think it's great. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Are we going to rank those 10 Star Wars movies? I can't. I don't know if I can hold them in my head to do that. Like Here, we can we can work on this very clearly, right? Yeah. Because the original Holy Trilogy, obviously the best. Those yeah. go at the top. Yeah. The three prequels, obviously at the worst. Yeah. They go at the bottom. Yeah. Within those two sets so far, which is the top and which is the bottom? Well, I mean, if I was going to rank the top three, mm-hmm. the originals... I do change a little bit occasionally on that, but do you know what? I'd put them in the order they were released right now. As as just one, two, three? New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Like, Empire Strikes Back is, like, better in many ways, but Mm. the original was just, like, so pure. It's Mm -hmm. such a pure piece of purity. It was well done, cracking story, Mm -hmm. well executed. I used to put Empire Strikes Back higher, but I'm going to put them in the order they were released, those three. What about you for the Holy Trinity? I'm going to go with the classic answer of Empire as the best. But I also, I think Return of the Jedi gets too much criticism. 
It does. Oh, yeah, it's a great film. Like I really like it. I think I would put that as number two and the original Star Wars at the bottom of the top three. Yeah. Love them all, but I think that's most of the time how I feel about it. That's going on your Wikipedia page now. <laughs> God damn it. You've God. officially rated them. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be a subheading, Star Wars classification. <laughs> all right, let's go down to that woeful bottom three. Right, the woeful bottom three. The second one is the worst. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. That's the worst. And then probably the first one, Phantom Menace. And like the third one, which is terrible, is the best of the terror. <laughs> Just because it's got at least a little bit of something nastiness to it. I don't know. Here's the only way I can rank those movies. Yeah. Phantom Menace is the best of the prequels. Okay. Because I can remember it. I okay. can I can remember the story, right? I know where yeah. it starts. Yeah. I know what happens in the middle. I know what happens at the end. Like I could roughly reconstruct the plot of that movie. Okay. The other two prequels, I have like no memory at all about it. I remember there was like a clone planet on the sea that was cool, and there was a lava fight that lasted 45 minutes. Yeah. And that's about all I can remember. So yeah. I've I've got to rank Phantom Menace as Best of the worst, and the other two I can't even rank. They might as well be one movie. So does that mean there are four others we have to rate? So, so what do we have left? We've got... Solo? No, we've got Solo. Yeah. We've got Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. got Star Wars on the beach capturing the Death Star plans. Oh, yeah, Rogue One. Rogue One, thank yeah. you. And Return of... Last the- Jedi. Last Jedi, that's it. Yeah, Last Jedi. <laughs> all right, I can, t- I can do this. Okay, all right, go this. for it. I'm going to go Force Awakens, Solo, Rogue One, Last Jedi. I agree. I agree. All right. There you go. We've done it. As long as you break it up, it's a doable task. <laughs> <laughs> this has totally turned into a, uh, a Star Wars episode after all. It has, but there could not have been a more perfect first card than that. <laughs> well picked. And thank you for your card. And thanks for the five bucks. All right, Gray, I'm going to pull one from the pile now. I'm doing it. Again, sort of blind, lucky dip style. You do like your Foley work, there, Brady. Get a Foley work. Bra- We've even got a Foley microphone here above the. Uh, yeah, listeners, Brady is intentionally handling the card in a very clumsy way in front of the microphone. He's making a weird face oh, while he does wh- yeah. it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm not, like, <laughs> that's his Foley face, I guess. <laughs> we all have a Foley face. <laughs> all right, what have I got here? This one's come from California. It's just very traditional card. Mm. We just, it's just a picture of candles and pine cones and holly and things. it's a christmas still life yeah that's yeah it is very old school inside the first thing that strikes you is there's a cute drawing of a christmas tree and either side of it is a robot gray and a caveman brady and instead of a star atop the tree we have a nail in gear dear dr brady harron and cgp gray i'm andre's a junior in high school in the u.s california although I used to live in Baden. I was wondering if the two of you could talk more about your experience in high school and what advice you would give to people who are currently in high school or secondary school. There's a little addendum. Gray, what, if at all, did becoming a teacher change your perspective on this whole thing? Yeah, so high school experience, thumbs up, thumbs down. (laughs) I mean, I think it's very simple. High school gets a big thumbs down. My advice is, which I told many a student, Just so you know, this is probably going to be the worst time of your life. And high school is like a little prison that we all have to go through and it's terrible. So if you're having a bad time, it's not you, it's the system. 
And uh, my feelings on being a teacher changed nothing about that. <laughs> I felt exactly the same way. The only thing that changed a little bit was my feelings on how accurately people remember the injustices that happened to them in high school. How do you mean? Where I think everybody has these stories of like, a grave injustice that was done to them by the system, like by teachers. But actually having been a teacher, you see like it's filled with nothing but these minor moments that you can't help but when you're a student trapped in this system, like blow up and fume on all day long. And it's like, I could see there were little moments where it's like, oh, Susie forgot her homework and I had to give her a demerit. And she's like, oh, but there I had a reason. I was like, this is going to be a story you're telling when you're 30 about like the great injustice that happened when you were a kid. Yeah. So I was like, keep it all in perspective. <laughs> what about you, Brady? I'm like the exact opposite. And like I look back at high school as like glory days. I look at it so fondly. You know, I had a very physically capable body. I was good at sport and I was like scoring goals at soccer and making runs at cricket. And I felt smart and I was like getting good marks in my exams and like I felt like the king of the world and it wasn't until I finished high school and was released into the wild and realized what a nobody I was. <laughs> so it was like it was almost like the opposite. Like I look back at I look back at high school through very like rose tinted glasses. And I think it was like, it was good times. I still remember like injustices. They mainly happened to my other friends and we still right. jo- we still joke about them and talk about them. And like, you know, I had all the usual frustrations of being a high school kid and, you know, mm-hmm. having a crush on the girl and you can't get the girl and all that sort of like, you know, the heartache and the mm. torture of being a teenager and stuff. But generally, I look back at high school as like golden days and I love sitting around with my friends and telling all our old war stories about the great things that happened in high school. It was all like sunshine for me. I'm really glad I didn't say the other thing that I was going to say, which is I'm so clearly right about high school that I am suspicious of all people who report that they had a great time in high school. And I never knew this about you, but it is a thing that I always, when I meet someone and they talk about how great high school was as an adult, I always give them a little bit of a squint eye where I'm like, eh. really? Really? Hmm. So this is interesting about you, Brady. I well, did you know, not know I was this. like the, I don't know, different schools call them different things, but you have like a head prefect or a school captain or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I was that, I got to do that role and I was in the school plays and I was like, mm-hmm. did, I was in the sports teams and like, I did quite well academically, like not mm-hmm. like unbelievable, but mm-hmm. like well enough. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was just like good times. It was like, ah. This is good, you know. There are things I would certainly change. So what is your advice then from people who are in high school? I have no advice. Mm. I do think it's luck of the draw. Because mm. I obviously know loads of people who didn't like high school. My advice is be lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best advice for all circumstances. <laughs> be lucky. I don't even think of many like horror stories. I have like, you know, bad memories as well, but nah. It was, okay. it, was, it was all fine. I feel terrible. Everyone's going to think I'm really like entitled and privileged. And I wasn't. I was just like a normal kid. But I, don't know, I went to quite a small school. Like mm. I was so, it was, that helped, I guess. But uh, it was all fine. I feel a bit sorry for you now, bro. <laughs> I'll give you a hug. Please don't give me a hug. I won't give you a hug. <laughs> I don't actually want a hug. But. All right. Anyway, what do you reckon? Is that, I think that's a mini-sode there. That's a mini-sode. Merry Christmas to everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas. And for once, we can say with 85% certainty, (laughs) we'll see you tomorrow on Boxing Day. Yeah, we haven't actually recorded or edited or done anything while we're talking now. So yes, with high but not 100% degree of probability, we'll see you again tomorrow. Merry Christmas and be lucky.